So welcome back to another episode. And in this one, we're looking at pricing ideas for mortgage brokers and how they can use pricing to market themselves to stand out. That's what we'll be covering in this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. Now, remember, this is part of the 80 plus mortgage marketing tips series that I'm currently doing which, by the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast in the future and you want to be able to find this, then um, they are subsequently behind each other or you can head over to the YouTube channel and they're going to be on a playlist on there and you'll be able to find them straight away. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be looking, as I said, at pricing and we're going to do it right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. The show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight into into it. it. So like I said before the intro, in this episode, we're looking at pricing ideas for mortgage brokers and how you can use pricing and in order to increase your sales, market yourself to stand out from your competition. Pricing is a tool. It's not just a, it's not just literally a thing. It is a tool that we can use for behavioral psychology, for marketing and positioning purposes, and often overlooked by many people, not just brokers, but many business owners in general, I think because it's an awkward topic. And so pricing is something I'm a big fan of. um, So we're going to unpack a little bit in a minute. So the first thing to look at when it comes to pricing, the first idea, the first tip, the first secret that we need to look at is that positioning impacts pricing. So where you are in your market will impact the pricing you have, both good and bad. And so if you are somebody who is following what I'm teaching and sharing information, building a brand, building an authority, your positioning should then impact your pricing. It should be that then you will you should be able to charge more as a broker. This is very, very, um, it, it's not used enough. So for example, if you're a broker, I suppose with many of my clients, Anish being one of them saying to him, you can't be charging the same as everybody else if you don't look the same as everybody else. And positioning often, and I've fallen down this mistake, by the way, doing this for a long time now. When I first started, as we all do, we're learning. So we're cheaper and we're learning and learning. And there came a point where I was like, I need to be more expensive because I'm not the underdog anymore. I'm in fact the, you know, the, 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 the kind of top dog. I'm the one, there's no one in the industry that does what I do. And no one who has as much social proof as I do to help brokers one-to-one coaching, building out a brand, no one in the industry. So that has to be reflected in your pricing. Uh, in my pricing. And that was exactly the same for yours. So remember this, if you feel like you are an industry leader or a local market leader, don't like pride yourself on like, don't like think about that as pricing is a tool. It's a good tool. When you're expensive, most of the best brokers I know should be over a thousand pound to use. And that's because that makes people want it more. They don't look and go, why am I paying you a thousand pounds and I could go down the road? They don't do that. We think they do, but they don't. In fact, it does the opposite. It makes them go, hmm, something about that person that's obviously good. The price itself will dictate the value. Awesomely explained, by the way, in Alex Hormozzi's $100 million offer book, where he talks about by increasing the price, it innately makes it more valuable because people value it more. They want to do it more. It's exactly the same thing. So definitely um, positioning impacts your pricing, which is very important. The next one, and obviously pricing, there's not as many as there was in so in, in the like the email and the content marketing, but um, 
incentivize referrals. So referrals are good. People will share with their friends, tell all their friends how amazing you are if you do a good job. But can you incentivize referrals to try and get more in? Now, pricing can be one way of doing this. I like, it depends on how you do it. So incentivizing referrals can be can be very, very useful um, in saying, you know, we'll give you 50 pounds off, we'll give you a hundred pounds, um, you know, we'll give you a hundred pound voucher if you refer somebody. The, the thing I found the best when it comes to incentivizing referrals is remembering that your um the way that your like your your testimonials and social proof is the thing that's gonna drive the most traffic. And so one of the incentivize the incentives I've seen a broker do right now who brought it to my attention, not the other way around. So hats off to him because I would like it wasn't mine. But what he said was he actually knocked a hundred pound off the fee if they did a video testimonial. This is very important because video testimonials will bring way more business than um, the £100 that you knock off, especially since he just increased his fee £100 and then said, okay, now what am I going to do, as in uh, across the board, and then said, okay, I'm going to say to people, you can have it. And that's incentivizing referrals because they are referring you by doing video testimonials. And this is a great one. I love that. And I think it's a really great marketing tool, especially if you're lacking video testimonials. Go and check out, if you look on my Instagram, there's tons of video testimonials from my clients and they add weight. They add authority. They're in a wonderful marketing tool. And if anyone's thinking about working with you, they can jump on there. They can read them. Sorry, they can watch them. They can hear other people who are in the same situation as them talk about what it was like. So incentivizing your referrals can be so Good. Now, the next one to look at is to research payment methods. So we've got an episode, funnily enough, on this where I sat down with Serena Smith. And I've also got the breakdown episode of that. So there's two episodes there of our interview with her and also my breakdown of what she was saying in the episode. And payment methods are a wonderful marketing tool for brokers. Um, I'll check out that full episode of both of those if you're interested in this. It's only literally recently, a couple of, a couple of episodes back from this one, so it's great timing. But payment methods are a wonderful way of marketing yourself to be more accessible. For example, if your fee is going to be a thousand pound or over as a broker, which I don't think is too bad, by the way, I think that's good. I don't think it's a bad fee at all. Like if you think many companies, large corporates, Connells, they're charging like seven nine nine plus a ninety nine pound admin fee. People are paying it all the time. So what you know you're better than what they are so don't don't put don't sell yourself short but i love the idea of splitting the fees and, and serena talks about this where she pays like 50 pounds on on fat fine 222 pound 50 on on um dip 222 pound 50 on application and this payment method actually splits the cost and it means that some of these larger fees that you're worth they actually become more manageable for people because they're not crazy expensive in the same way. So definitely worth looking at, definitely worth diving into payment methods, researching different ones you could do, find where you're comfortable adding your, you know, like putting charging fees, find if you're comfortable splitting them up. Splitting them up doesn't make it worse for your client, it makes it better. Charging them earlier up front doesn't make it worse for them, makes it better because it means that by the time that you they've you completed on it, they've done the thing. I love that when that happens. And so that's a wonderful marketing tool. Saying that though to them can be really powerful. If you just do it, that's cool. But if you say, look, what I've done is split when you're talking to your client, this is again a marketing promotional tool, is you say, I've split the fee because 
I've decided that I've noticed that the fee can be quite substantial if, if I charge it all up front, which many people do, but I've decided I'd rather split it for you so it makes it more manageable for you so that by the time we finish the service, you don't have it to worry about anything else. I do it with my stuff. My, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much a one-year program. Um, it's longer, depending on how long people want to stay, but it's one year really minimum. And that's a, that's a hefty chunk, chunk of change for a year. It costs a lot of money if you want to come work with me for a year. So we do it on a monthly subscription. And the reason we do it on a monthly subscription, because it makes it easier to afford. But it is a one-year commitment, but it's a monthly subscription. So that's definitely the the way to look at it and a good marketing tool. I get, I get way more people on that on my monthly subscription than if I said, you know, pay me the full full amount up front. Absolutely, of course. And that's exactly the same with you. Don't think about paying it. Or like, think about how you can play around with that. And then one of the ones to talk about is creating a pricing rule. So I, I like love this. I think this is very important. I have this in my own business and always have done this. And this is really good for marketing because what a pricing rule is, is saying that I don't charge any like I I stick to these rules. So my for example, I don't do discounted fees myself. Never did as a mortgage broker ever. I didn't waive my fee for my family. I didn't waive for anybody. And why was that? Obviously, I waived for my sister. Yeah, okay, sure. But what I mean is, like, friends and that no. And the reason why is that when you create rules, not guidelines, you stick to them. When you create guidelines, you bend them and you break them. And then what happens is some case comes along and I've seen this so many times with brokers where they say, and it's the most annoying thing ever where they go, but it's a big mortgage, Ash. It's a big mortgage. I don't want to turn that one down. Do you know what? I'll waive the fee in this time. When you waive it once, you'll waive it again and you'll waive it again and again and again. And it doesn't show you think it's good. And that person, oh, I waived my fee. But it actually devalues you in the eyes of that person. It makes you less valuable, not more valuable, because you waived on your principles. However, when you create pricing rules for yourself, then you are able to say, do you know what? This is my rules. And you can say it to my to my clients. I say it all the time when I was a broker. I say it now, but people don't do it because they know me enough. By the time you met me now, you know I'm not going to do it. Um, but when I was a broker, I'd say, this is the fee. There is no wiggle room. And then, oh, and then they say, well, is there any, you know, is there any deal with that? No, there's no deal. And the reason why there's no deal is I'm ethical in the way I do business. How would you feel if you bumped into somebody down the street? Because I work with lots of people you know locally and you found out they paid 50% less than you paid. You wouldn't feel very good. No. So I don't feel good knowing that. I'd rather everybody know they've all paid the same price for the same service at the point of sale. Obviously, if it goes up, then fine. That's different. If you're paying the same price now and then someone else is paying less because they did it two years ago, paid less because they did it two years ago, that's a different thing. But currently, at the point of sale, everybody gets the same offer. And that is a rule. And I never broke that. And that is a, by the way, that's a really cool marketing tool because people will remember it. They go, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And then every time I've said that, people have gone, I didn't think about that. Yeah, good point. They pay. And that's, and that is a really good idea for, again, it's marketing when you're in the client, with the client. doesn't, marketing doesn't always have to be out and about. It's when you're with them, you're promoting, you're social selling. You're saying to them, this is why I charge my fee, overcoming that objection. That's one of the things. But if you don't have any pricing rules, how can you expect to be, you can't hold yourself to anything. There's nothing for you to hold yourself to if you don't have a hard, fast rule. So create pricing rules. 
is vital. And that can be if you do want to do discounts. Like, for example, the £100 off if you do a referral. There are rules. I have it with the mortgage, you know, with the mortgage marketing blueprint. It's £87. You get, as you know, as brokers, you get 15% off if you listen to the podcast and use the code MMP15. I factored that into my rule. That's a rule. It's allowed to happen. I also have a certain amount of money that I will knock off depending on holidays and, um, you know, like seasonal sales. That's been factored in when I did it. I didn't, I didn't go, oh, do you know what? Now I'm going to undercut myself on the fee. I'm not going to go, this is what I need to make money from. Then I'm going to undercut it. I went, okay, this is what I think it's worth. This is what I'm willing to give it to as a, as a discount to my listeners and loyal followers this is what I'm willing to, and this is the bottom line I'm willing to go on occasional seasonal holidays. And that's fine. And that's written in a PDF and it comes out. Black Friday, if you want to wait, wait till Black Friday, there'll be a better deal than there is now. It's fine, as we have with everything. It's all about when you want to buy it versus when you don't. But then rules. Do you see what I mean? It's quite over the top, but people don't think about it enough. Now, coming up next, in the next one of these is in the next, um, you know, 80 more mortgage marketing tips, this series that I'm doing, which when I took on this series, I thought I'm excited to do this. And I realized how much work it is. It's a lot of stuff, but it's good because this playlist is going to be there on YouTube so that you can continue to go back. It's valuable. It's going to give you a playbook of it's effectively everything you can consider doing that we can dive deeper into each individual one. And the next one we're going to be looking at is customer focused marketing, all about the marketing that is customer focused, not social media things. It's all about what the customer's doing, things you can do to help that. Um, I love this one. So we're going to be doing that. So let's run the outro. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 